moments of my life that, that have kind of brought down a bit. I suppose, look, you know, there's, there's those challenges, as I said. Like I, my dad passed away when he was 13. Uh, I felt uh, well, when you're 13 and, and, and you lose uh, somebody so close, you, you know, like, like your dad, you kind of, man, the feeling, you just feel empty, alone. Um, uh, like there's nobody else in the world, like this is your best friend gone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of What Makes You Tick. Uh, today, I'm really excited to chat to one of my best friends, uh, Gareth Logan, and um, it's great to have a, a buddy on um, on the podcast with me. Um, Logie, as he's known uh, familiarly, familiarly to so many people around um, around uh, Dublin and even around Ireland, even around the world, we could say, <laughs> from Australia to Bermuda, back to the L streets of Dublin. Um, I asked Logie, Garrett Logan, to be on this episode because what people um, may or may not know is that the reason I've created this podcast is to bring on people who I'm inspired by and it's a personal project and they're people that are like you and I who are in our everyday lives uh, doing some great things just by being themselves or else by just trying to push the boundaries a little bit so Logie brilliant to have you on board pal how have you been good thanks for having me on uh it's kind of a little bit um I don't know to hear it's just nice things saying about you you know it's kind of difficult to to take that in you know good. yeah thanks for having me on yeah, no, I only say I only say stuff like that on the podcast. Uh, behind the scenes, Logie, I would never say it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know that for sure. <laughs> I know. Listen, it's it is it is brilliant to have you on board, and uh, um, like you you're you've been a great support to me over the years. You've been a super friend, and you've been a, a massive kind of a confidant whenever I've needed you. As um, <laughs> the many times I've needed you. So, firstly, I thank you very much for that. But. Uh, today is not about me today is about you and um, what people maybe just I'll give a quick kind of background or synopsis of of you in I suppose a nutshell is that to me you are not only a super reliable friend and a, and a great person but you're a family man you've grown up with an amazing family um, and you have built and created your own family um of little rugrats running around the place who are your pride and joy no doubt and we'll get on to that but also you're you're super progressive and ambitious when it comes to business and when it comes to that entrepreneurial spirit um i noticed that when we when we played rugby together you've an amazing way to work a room and to get around and to say hello to people and to to shake those hands and you have a great rapport with people um where do you think that came from, or or what, like is that is that something that kind of comes naturally to you? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, to hear you said that. But yeah, look, I, I suppose for me, um, from my background, you know, I, I suppose there's a lots of things in my life that would kind of would have brought me to. I suppose it's a natural thing, first of all, right? So being able to communicate with people is is a natural thing, but I. Yeah for me but I think it's definitely it's seeded from somewhere yeah. so uh, if I go back um, I suppose to school like I when I uh, started in school I, I was obviously found to be not obviously but I was found to be dyslexic and and when you're dyslexic you kind of find that um, you have to communicate more because you can't uh, you can't spell you can't read properly 
and and before it's diagnosed you're probably deemed as somebody that wouldn't be as clever as everybody else in your class or the messer in the class or so from an early age you, you've got to learn how to communicate to get your point across and and uh, i suppose that's where i came from and, yeah. and i suppose you know so you learn it. it's a skill that, that i've learned over years i suppose it's funny, isn't it? It's like a coping mechanism or a defensive mechanism is that you mightn't have been uh, deemed to be good in one area and therefore you were put in a box. So it was like, okay, well, how do I get out of this box? <laughs> how do I excel in other things? And and yeah, you found a way through, through I suppose, uh, building relationships and getting to know people. And while you mightn't be good at spelling, you are unbelievably good at reading rooms and, and giving you that kind of trait or that characteristic to, to be able to be comfortable in a room. Um, maybe that's probably the foundation of it, but like the, the 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 entrepreneurial spirit, where did that come from? Because you're 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 now running a business called Taxi Fair, which is an insurance company uh, here in Dublin, and you've got a business and you've got a base in Cork as well. I think that's where where I'm talking to you from. Um, yeah. But where 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 did that entrepreneurial um, ambition come from? I think this is something I've, I've kind of always had, and and I suppose. Um, I just from as from an early age, I've never wanted to work for somebody. And when I was working for somebody, I was always thinking about how can I do this and how do I, you know, what are they clever clever to me? Like, is there something? That, you know, what's the secret? So I suppose I I just always kind of had that drive to try and do my own thing. To like my mom would tell you from a very young age, I'd I'd be coming to her with proposals like. You know, if you buy me a ladder, uh, I'll go cleaning windows. It's only a small investment of X. And if we buy a lawnmower, I can go cut the grass. And then you'll have a lawnmower in your back garden as well. And we'd all make money. I'll share with you. And so it was, it was those kind of things, you know. Hell boy. Hell boy. Yeah. Give it a go. <laughs> Give it a go. Yeah. Like that's... um. And so that that kind of just kind of spiraled and built momentum, I suppose, and through your career, right? So like where... Wh- what has been the kind of the, has there been a, a moment in time where you were like, right, I've got my experience, I've done my thing, now I'm going to go off and, and run my own business? Or ha, like, where, when was the kind of the moment where you went, do you know what, fuck it, I'm going for this? Yeah, I, I suppose it's funny. Um, my first kind of dabbling into, going into my own business was uh, um, a company called, well, I set it up with um, a couple of people called Blue Pig Media. And it was a Bluetooth company that we were going to be pushing out advertisements at the end of the aisles uh, to, to people as they walked by with their own Nokias. Um, and we'd done a bit of research uh, and found a device, went away to Poland, met with the people, did it, you know, there was a bit, a bit of work to it. And, and uh, it kind of, this all came around when I had, I, I'd actually, I was in a car accident, I broke my back uh, a, a couple of years ago and I was laid up for a couple of months. So, it gives you a lot of time to to stop and reflect and, and see where you kind of want to drive your life, you know. So, um, so yeah, I kind of dabbled in that. Uh, and strangely enough, when I brought back the, the Bluetooth system and, and we had a few people interested in it, then obviously Apple decided that they were you couldn't have push notifications of Bluetooth, so that didn't last very long. But I, I learned a lot of things going through that process, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. It's I remember you actually now that you talk about your you're breaking your back. Um, Jesus, I, like, I'll never forget that. You were walking around in a, in a brace for, how long was it? For six months, was it? Six, well, yeah, six months, yeah. Like, I, I, I'll never forget, like, yeah, you, you kind of, you kind of, you take for granted now where you're at at the moment. You can nearly take for granted how quickly that could have been taken away from you. 
Yeah. Like everything into perspective doesn't it, it does doesn't it you know, you like what, what can you maybe maybe just kind of explain or describe what happened um a little bit just put into perspective because i've had a few people on this podcast who have had serious injuries and they've come back from from like the depths you know like the fergus farrell with his spinal injury philly caldwell with his spinal injury um uh uh, Emma uh, Hempton with cystic fibrosis in terms of li- living with that. So it's remarkable. Like, what, maybe just kind of go through that experience a little bit. Look, I, I couldn't put myself in, in in the same bracket as any of those guys. You know, like I suppose, um, I am. I, um, I was in. Look, my car was in getting repaired. A guy came over to pick me up uh, to to pick up my car, and uh, whilst driving me back, he lost control of the vehicle and. Uh, we ended up going into another car through a wall. Tree came down on top of the car. I thought he was dead. But there was a lot. It was it was it was a, the weirdest experience of my life. And um, uh, I managed to get out of the car and uh, brought down. And obviously had a, a fractured spine, so I was laid up in France Ward. And look, when these things happen, I suppose. How old are you, Logie? Well, well, it was the year I was to be captain of the club. Uh, it was that same year, so Jesus, I, I would have been thirty odd, thirty okay. more. Yeah. So, but um, uh, yeah, so it just kind of it brings a, a kind of focuses focuses you a bit because, like you said, you could have been gone. That could have been you. That that could have been your moment, and you kind of go right. Well, I'm not. I'm not here for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I need to uh, get the get the finger out and get on with life and. And do you do, think that was a kind of like a change in 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 your life at that point to kind of go right? Okay, listen, I've got a I've got a chance here now. And and do you know the way some people have those eureka moments or that feeling that they need to do more? Is it? Do you think that happened to you? Um, it did in a way. Yeah, it did. It did. But I've had. It's funny. I've had a couple of moments in my life that that have, have kind of brought that about. I suppose. Look, if, you know, there's there's those challenges. As I said, like I, my dad passed away when I was thirteen. Uh, I felt uh, when I was when you're 13 and 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 you lose uh, somebody so close, you you know like your dad, you kind of man the feeling you just feel empty, alone, um, uh, like there's nobody else in the world. Like this is your best friend gone, uh, and um, uh, now, not in saying that I have fantastic mum and, and and three sisters, but this is the rock, this is the man that was strong, you know the the, the leader of the house and. All of a sudden, you had nothing, and and I suppose uh, it, from that age you had to grow up. You know, from thirteen, you know, there was nobody saying you got to be the man of the house. But at thirteen, um, what for me, I was the only, I was the man of the house, and I I had to step up to that, so I had to grow up quite quickly. Then you know, yeah. So that definitely brought my, you know, there's, there's lots of things. Would you would you say would you say that's the would you say that's the biggest challenge you've ever faced in in having to manage through that time without question it was one of one of the toughest things but i I think you know in the toughest times in your life and and in retrospect that's where you grow that's where you learn that's i think they're the moments that form and and, you know they're the things that that mold you into the person you are today and and i often say to my mom today even you know do, do you think i'd still be as I am now if dad had been here you know like it's it, you know I'm 42 years of age what am I doing asking my mom that question but it's 
it's it sticks with you, you know, it sticks with you, and you kind of you know, you'd still love to share a point with him, you'd love to know what his thoughts are, and but he he was gone, and I had to I had to I went through some serious things, you know, just in my own. I used to have panic attacks. I remember uh, waking up thinking people were trying to break into the house all the time. I was, you know, I, I was I was worried when my sisters went out that were they going to be okay? And you know, I, I just like I just turned into kind of a, a grown up probably too quickly and overnight. Way. Yeah, overnight. Yeah. Did did um like what was your what was your dad what was your relationship like with your dad? Oh, it's my best friend. You know what I mean? Like a thirteen year. I was his, I was his pal. You know, you know, he played rugby. Obviously, he was. We watched Western movies together. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, the fistful of dollars. You know, a few dollars more, all of those. So I have a love for Western because of him. And the boxing, he'd wake me up and and late at night to watch Barry McGuigan fight somewhere in the world. And just he, he was a fantastic dad. I was very very lucky, and I suppose lucky to have had thirteen years with him. When you look back at it, you know. How um how would you describe him to somebody like if you were if you were to kind of put into words uh kind of characteristic and trace and like what what type of character was he? John Wayne. <laughs> I can't imagine this this isn't big enough for both of us, is it? <laughs> or is that no, good? Yeah. good? <laughs> but it's kind of uh, uh, he was he he was a man of few words, but when he said something, it meant something. Um, he didn't suffer fools. Uh, he he was a family man. He he was a hard worker, and I remember uh, you know uh, in, this wasn't said to us until after many years afterwards. Uh, he was diagnosed with cancer, and he said to my mum, "He goes, my life was wasn't meant to be easy. My my life was was to work hard and and to have a family." And because whilst he when he was uh, going through his treatment, actually the company he was in. Was was liquidating, but he was building a company off the back of that with the guys that were in that business together. So before he knew he was sick, he was this is this was his launch pad. He was going off to do his business his with break, uh, and that never. They got he helped the guys get there, but then he 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 passed, and that was that. You know. Do you think that he seeing him about to kind of springboard into something that was his? may have influenced you when you're kind of thinking about what you wanted to do and own, own your own business and be your own kind of, uh, I suppose, master your own destiny? You know, it's funny, like saying it out loud because you don't really talk about these things, you know, on a day to day, saying it out loud, there's every possibility that, that that's a driving force behind me because he was such a strong influence in my life. Like he is, you know, who I'd love to be. You know, I can feel myself choking up talking about it. Yeah, but, but like it's it it's obviously so um, raw still, even though you were thirteen. But that was whatever length of years ago, and like you're forty two now, and you're the age that your dad was, right, when he passed away, or you've pa- you surpassed his age, yeah, right? Yeah, beat him. That's it. There was a big game. Yeah, we 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 weren't celebrating the fortieth. We're, we're celebrating the the. the, the Forty second birthday, yeah, but uh, yeah, look, and I suppose with that, you know, with my dad passing like that, I suppose I had lots of insecurities that came with that. I was coming up to my forty first birthday. I, I was kind of going, Jesus, what have I done now? And you know, like looking at my kids, I have four kids from nine down to two, and I was kind of going, imagine if I was leaving them now. How hard was that for him? So 
you start putting yourself into his shoes and uh, that was tough you know that was yeah tough. yeah and like speak, speaking of, of your amazing family and your wonderful kids like it it like what, what was the the name tell tell everybody the name uh the nickname for your dad oh toddy yeah where did that come from where did that come from yeah uh, when he was a kid, he, uh, it's, it's a real Dublin thing, isn't he? He was from Ballyferm, he grew up in Lally Road. So, uh, but he, he, as a kid, he was small. He didn't need. He used to all he eat was chips. He wouldn't eat any vegetables, and he, he wasn't grown. So he was toddler, and then it was toddy, and uh, he just followed him around until he started eating his vegetables, and then he grew to six foot one, you know, overnight. A monster of a man as well, big big man. Like you're, you're a huge man yourself, and I think it's it's funny the way you talk about him being a hard work and a big man and. Like that's you could nearly say that about yourself, you know. Like mm. you, you, you're that type of character as well. Hard worker, honest kind of family man, and uh, but a good, good kind of loyal friend as well. And um, it's is it, it must be interesting. Do you tell your kids stories about Taddy, and do, do you talk to them well, about him and kind of describe him to them? He's he's part of our everyday conversation. It's kind yeah. of it's got like my eldest Tom, obviously namesake named after. My dad, it's actually funny, my, my, my wife's dad is Thomas as well. Uh, and both granddads were Thomas, so it's it's a name that was always going to come in. But um, uh, yeah, we always talk about him. He's a picture on the wall and the kids know him. And, and Tom uh, is a rugby man and he'd go, so what the grand, how is granddad as a rugby player? And Because he has, uh, my granddad is, or it's Papa Tom and then Papa Mark and uh, both of them rugby players as well. So he's always keen to find out. So yeah. Papa Mark is a, was a, a prop and my dad was a, a, a number eight uh, and uh, he'd be asked about the tackle and the handoff and, and just, you could see him light up and he'd go, do you think uh, Granddad did like the way I'm tackling or do you think, you know, I'm doing the same as Papa Mark and, you know, so it, it's just lovely. It's, 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 yeah. it's such a lovely thing. Yeah. And they'd it say is. he's in heaven, you know? That's, yeah. That's what like he's that's it yeah like it's it's it's, it's funny like you, you look you look now at your kids and as you say nine down to two two so um like and all different characters and all different messers and all that stuff like the difference is is that there's two boys and two girls right whereas you were the only boy at the time uh when when you when you passed um like what what do you think is is there something is there any kind of thing hard with kids obviously i'm sure i don't have any of my own obviously at this stage yes. one day please god <laughs> one one day um but do, do you see the kind of dynamics the changes the the kind of the the various expressions coming through that maybe toddy had but but the, obviously they've never met him but it might be coming through 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 the kids yeah well you can, like each of them have different traits, right? So, yeah. um, like even, I suppose, if, if I, and I've, we've obviously, there's Alana, uh, is the second oldest, we have Hugo, uh, the third, and then Lexi's the baby, Alexander. But they all have different traits, like, to, and it depends on the circumstances that you might see them come out, you yeah. know? Like with Tom, if, he, if somebody upsets him on the rugby pitch, he might take a step back and, and wait for his moment to... To, uh, uh, to to get his his uh, his his hit back or, or revenge if that's what you want to call it and then uh, Alana I know a fella like that yeah <laughs> Alana the stealth warrior like she just waits for her moment to 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 get in there and, and and she's 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 so artistic and and Hugo's just he's a bullock he's a, he's a big strong boy with a big heart and, and he's full of emotion and 
And Lexi is just Lexi. She's just a little light. You know, she's amazing. But like, I, I, you can definitely see little traits of 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 my dad and and, and I suppose of, of Brona's family in there as well. It's definitely they definitely got their their grandmother's artistic streak for sure. They're all yeah. little savage. Savage. It, it kind of it, it is interesting talking about the kids and stuff because you've done a lot in your kind of in your professional life in terms of career and you're continuing to to succeed there. And and one of the things that you always said to me when it came to building a business or building um um what what differentiates you in your industry um and I'm sure the insurance industry there's many different opinions, but what differentiates you is that you are understanding you're empathetic and you're kind and we had hannah saunders on the podcast a couple of weeks back and she she actually brought that through in her business she said that she deals with empathy and kindness and that differentiated her from all the all the other agencies out there um why do you kind of focus on that because they're great traits but why do you focus on that as a kind of like a um a, a differentiation factor Look, I suppose I, I, Hannah's interview was absolutely fantastic as well. She she's just came across so well, and and lots of things I would have agreed uh, and do agree with what she had to say. For me, look, we're human, you know, and and we all have our story. Uh, although you can't see somebody's story when you first meet them, um, you have to treat them as 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 you'd like to be treated, or you'd like your mum to be treated, or your sister to be treated, you know, you, you have to see that everybody has to pay their bills, you know, their mortgage, there might be somebody sick. So you just got to, you got to go, right, okay, they may be having a bad day. You just don't know what's going on in somebody's life. So how can I make this as easy a process? And I suppose from, we're in the business of public service vehicles and all that kind of stuff. These are hardworking taxi drivers, right? So, um, and, and they get a bad rap. You know, you're always hearing people complain about taxi drivers on the road and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, they're pulling in where they shouldn't. There's loads of different things people have to say. But ultimately, they're the same as me and you. You know, they, they, they love bringing, you have conversations. When you open up a conversation with somebody, if you, if you show any interest in, in a stranger, they, they're happy to tell you their story. And you'll find your story, you'll find something in them that 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 that's actually happening in your life you'll find some kind of common ground i've never not found a, found a common ground but in any conversation even with the hardest customers even, i've never not found a common ground we're, we're so similar yet i think we put barriers up sometimes um but i think be be open for me it's just be open be honest and, and empathy is 100 percent away and and it's not all about for me in the business and, and with my business partner, Luke, I, like, it's about providing that service to them, you know, not, not that empathy is a service, empathy is, is, is not the service, but it's understanding them uh, and giving them what they need when they need it. You know, yeah, because there's like, <clears throat> it's it's lovely to hear that in terms of, in, and hear that through business in a world that has been dominated by so many bigger organizations who generally just put you as a number and they don't really care. And I think it's, it's testament to that. There is that kind of local or independent business that is interested, that cares, that is, it's like, don't, don't allow the bullies bully you. Um, and we're, we're here to kind of step up or stand up to the bullies in a, in a way. Um, and do you, do you find that, do you find that when you, because the stereotype of, 
of taxi drivers and and the um the generalization that goes with them sometimes isn't fair right and that's that's across every group of people <clears throat> excuse me but do you do you find that when you open the conversation with listen how can we help how do we understand we we understand your challenges that the tone changes because ultimately they're not def- they're not fighting you they're not they're not having to defend their story they they're actually going hold on you're you're going to listen to me do you find that the tone then changes and go okay now yeah actually here's here's where i am it becomes a conversation. It becomes yeah. a conversation. It's not a transaction. Well, you know, what we sell is 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 um, is a protection, I suppose. You know, yeah. and and we're just. It's a conversation about how we get you the best protection and and how we can lead you through this and how we can best manage this from a financial perspective for you and you know where your covers might be and and what have you found in the past? What hasn't worked for and what do you need? You know, it's really yeah. It's, and like business is a conversation people this is everything it's a people business it's not yeah. you says no business you know yeah. yeah let's 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 just go back to you, you mentioned your rugby days and the kind of the the formative years with your dad as he was uh, bringing you down to uh, i'm sure he brought you to, to to various games could you kind of recall what what those moments were like because you went to um you played with guinnesses right and then obviously we played together in st mary's and you're the person who organized that jersey for me behind the on on, on the screen uh, when we won the league. But um, you like you started off rugby at a, at a young age, and then it kind of went from there. But what was it like being on the sideline in Guinnesses? Because they're very much a community community um, club, and Marys would be similar to that. Can you talk maybe to some of those experiences that you had? Look, I, I suppose in in, in kind of. It was an amazing time in my life, uh, being down in Guinness Rugby Club. I was four years of age, and, and uh, my dad brought me down to all of his matches. So I was his bag man, so I got to hold a bag that didn't have any zips in it because he wouldn't be bothered buying another bag. I remember my uncle telling me a story that he he, he was going to play with Clontarf, he was asked to play with Clontarf, and uh, he picked up an onion bag to put his boots in to head over. He said he didn't, you know, that, it wasn't about the material things. And, and I suppose, you know, that's what Guinness was. It's not about the material things. It was about camaraderie. It was about friendship. It was about family, you know. It was about singing. It was about laughing. It was about, you know, talking about the war wounds and remembering old games and, and, uh, and like, friendships. Like, ultimately, I suppose, after my dad passed, uh, Guinness has brought me up, yeah. you know. I remember when... We, when, when uh, my dad passed. I'm sorry, I don't mean I, I'm skipping past, but just to kind of give an example of 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 what Guinness was. Um, they they um, my mom said to me, "Look, you don't have to go back to rugby next week." And this was probably the week after my dad died. And I said, "If I don't go back, I'll never go back." So I got myself back to the rugby club, and from that minute on, I was taken under the wing of Jesus. I'd say twenty-two grown men, like. I was never without a bag of chips. I was never. I was never without a ticket for an international, or had a bottle of lemonade, or a taxi bought for me to get me home after. Tra- like I was, I was minded. I was looked after, and and, and that was, um, that was very special. It was very special. That's what that club was. You know, it was community, but it was family. And I, and you find that in clubs up and down the country, and, and and you kind of worry that that might get lost. You know, with the professional era, and I think we just have to try and get back to that but 
for you're saying about uh, being with my being with my dad going down to watch him play and and I remember watching him play and you know how strong he was and you know handing people off and like, you know, tackling lads and the noises and the smell of the deep heat or or they'd call it winter reckon, well some winter something but I don't know what it was but the smell of that and, and the big bath running in the in, in the changing room and you're going off to buy your bourbon creams and your pint of milk for the match you know so it, it's just such a special it, it, it's such a special it really you know it, it really um it gives you great confidence you know that you know you're in the environment you know yeah it's it's i think sometimes i think that happens in some clubs around the country um i think some of the the higher achieving clubs maybe not so much because there's such a high level of um intensity and professionalism and and uh, approach to the games but it is lovely to to hear that those type of stories cuz you 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 do forget like sport is such an amazing barrier of breakdown or breaker of barriers isn't it like it's one of those things regardless of rugby or anything but you can travel the world with sport and if you play rugby or you play a sport you have a common a commonality with people straight away uh, you have a community straight away um like you would have uh, played rugby at a good level and then gone to australia and played there and and now you've 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 worn the jersey for the Irish legends a few times as well, like, and probably some of the best memories in in rugby, and they're only a couple of years ago. But it is one of those things that anybody who's looking to get into involved in in a game or in a, in a sport, it does create a global community that you you're like is you're on it's untouchable. Then you know. So come here, like I suppose. When I went to my J1 to Chicago, I, I, I remember I was, I was working for a furniture removal company and, and I bumped into a couple of Irish lads on the back of the truck and then bumped into them in town, uh, coming back through after the truck that I was in crashed and all that was gas. <laughs> I think you just only get those experiences from J1s, but we ended up in this place called Chicago Family Golf. The boys were working on the greens in there and uh, I went in anyway to try and get a job in the greens because I couldn't do this whole furniture removal crack anymore. And uh, the guy that uh, was running the place was called uh, Kent Harder. And uh, we we're chatting away and said, oh, yeah, no worries, get you. Uh, so um, where are you from? All, all the bells and missiles. And then he goes, I said, uh, yeah, and, and you played rugby. Yeah, I played rugby. And then the connection was he played rugby, I played rugby. Like within two days, I was behind the bar. He said, can you make any drinks? I said, I can make whatever you like. What, what, what drink? Uh, and he was naming off. Oh, yeah, and I had to make that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full of Hadn't a clue how to make any of them. But, but, the, the, but I was in because of rugby. But I say rugby just opens those doors. And for, geez, he wouldn't stop talking about rugby for the next two months. But I didn't mind because I was making fortune. And I was making people shots into fucking point classes for God's sakes. I didn't know. Uh, I was. Everything, everything was extra Irish. <laughs> extra Irish, yeah. How do you like um, that? Yeah, it, it, it is. I think it's great to see your kids and stuff uh, taking up the the mantle and and, play, and playing ball. I went to, I went to see uh, Tom there a couple of weeks back play um, under nines, was it? Under tens, yeah. Under under tens, and she's uh, he's he's well able. He's a great little great little piece of stuff when it comes to tackling. He he um he was brilliant, but it's lovely to be part of those different moments and to be there and. Um, like looking at your kind of journey to date and looking at the experiences that you've had, like as you've got four kids now and growing family, 
like if you could give yourself a bit of advice and I'm sure you're probably giving your kids advice, but what, what, what advice would you take away from your journey to date um, and share with your younger self or with even with your kids? So I suppose it's a really good question. And, and uh, you know, I suppose I, you know, I think at 42, you just kind of start, you know, you, you think about a lot of things, right? But I think of a lot of things. And, uh, and I'd say, I suppose, to, if I was speaking to my younger self, I, I'd say, enjoy the beauty around you, right? So don't keep rushing from one thing to the next. Just take stock, you know, be in that moment. And, you know, don't keep rushing off, you know, because it's, it's all fleeting. Life is fleeting. And, you know, I just think... Uh, just in, in, enjoy the moment. Yeah, enjoy the moment. And I'd also say, don't be so hard on yourself. You know? Uh, and that time is a great healer. Uh, and, you know... Would you, say, would you say that you were hard on yourself? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was very hard on myself. I suppose just from... I think sometimes when you're younger, you buy, you buy into other people's narratives of you. You know, going through, you know, being dyslexic and... Um, uh, there's challenges that, that come with that and, and people's perceptions of you but I was very lucky again my mum and dad were so strong uh, Will, my mum wouldn't take it that I was I was a little runt uh, and a troublemaker so she got me tested at the time they weren't really testing the schools for dyslexia and then had to fight to get me into a school for dyslexia and, and I suppose right there in that school is, is where I learned uh, I suppose one of my most important lessons in life and and that is don't be afraid to ask questions you know I couldn't spell and and for years I feared to ask a question because I the perception of that someone somebody else might think I'm sh- stupid because that's what I was was told that I that I was and, and uh, I would have kids in my class when I was younger sitting beside me and uh, reading alongside me, if you know what I mean, and I was their age, so it wasn't a teacher; it was a kid my age. You know, it's kind of go, so it was embarrassing. Or when you're with your 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 younger sister and she's reading, and, and you're remembering what she's reading, and just regurgitating it. Uh, you know, yeah. it's just so. But learning that that was one of the most important. Don't be afraid to ask questions, and and when you open yourself uh, to to others, you'd be surprised that people are happy and want to help. Yeah, uh, yeah. Know, so. And there's a lot of people going through a same, similar similar challenge, you know, yeah, um, or or something that that may may create some sort of affinity with your challenge with your issue and kind of go, well, this is what I did and this is how I got through it, or this is what I'm working on now, you know. That's the other yeah, thing you yeah. don't have to you don't have to have it all figured out, but no. if you're in the pro if you're in the process and willing to kind of go through the process to 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 find solutions to different things, then you're 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 at least you're on the right path. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I suppose so. So if I was say, if I was talking to my younger self, as you said there earlier on, you know, I suppose that there are going to be hard times in your life, you know, and and it will get easier. Time is a great healer, and you know, great friends, singing songs, you know, enjoy your life. You know what I mean? Don't get caught up in, in, in the small stuff. You know, that's I suppose that's what I would say to myself. When was the last time you appreciated the moment? When was the last time? It's every morning. Every morning when Lexi comes in or Hugo comes in or Alana comes in uh, and, and they give you that hug in the morning and and or you wake up and you can hear Lexi singing in her bed or 
when uh, you, your kids are finding hard to sleep and you come up and you put your hand on their chest and, and you say, it's okay, dad's here, you know, and you, you will go to sleep and don't stress, you know, because kids have a lot of stuff going through their minds these days, you know, so just, they're, they're like, there's so many moments new grads that honestly, I, I, I just, you know, that, that I'm just in the moment now. I'm just, I love it. Absolutely love it. Did you find that, um, did you have to work on that? You know, because, it's it is one of those things that we that it's the type of thing that you can you can say it and then sometimes forget about it or or lose 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 way it's like meditation or yoga or breathing or something sometimes when you focus on it you you can kind of drift off into a kind of like a an old way of doing things but need to pull yourself back like did you find that it was a case of do you know what looking at everything around me i'm super lucky in what i have or I'm very grateful for what I have. I'm going to just appreciate this from now on. Do you know what? And it's so funny. Look, this is gas. Like having this conversation, it kind of brings up uh, things that I haven't really questioned. I had these conversations with myself, but it, it brings me back to, to certain times that would, that I could literally pinpoint. I remember um, the, the, the night before my dad died, right? But if I just go back a bit further, I remember being a kid and falling asleep on the couch and getting up one night and giving my mom a hug and giving my dad a kiss. And I, I stepped away from my dad and went, geez, sorry, dad, I didn't mean to give you a kiss because my dad's a man's man, you know? And he was like, don't, you don't have to apologize to me. What are you doing? I would kiss my dad. That's, you know, it's not a problem. Yeah. You know, it's a lovely, it was one of those moments. And then when he was on, he, he, uh, he was on his, uh, his deathbed, essentially, it was the night before he passed away. I give him a kiss in the forehead, and I remember saying at that very moment, I said, "When I have kids, I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna kiss them every day of their life. I'm gonna hug them every day of their life." So just appreciate those moments because you know. They, and that stood to you. That stayed with you ever since. Oh man, yeah. Brilliant. It's amazing, isn't it? Like formative years, where you're developing, when you're learning, and how, as you say, moments like that you'll remember forever. Forever. Yeah. And there's only having conversations that come up to me, if you know what I mean. It's kind of... What's that? It's having this conversation with a point, Brad, to be honest. Yeah, it's strange not being able to have a point with you. <laughs> uh, like, we'd probably be in tears at this stage. <laughs> Drinking into our pints. Going, I love you, man. <laughs> yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of funny. You know, it's actually, it's, it's funny you say, you know, you'd probably be in tears. I kind of find sometimes as well, you know, I think... We all need a bit of a release. I think we all, you know, with, with the stresses of life and, and, and I think crying is, 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 is a brilliant release. It's just so liberating, if you know what I mean. Look, I was watching uh, Afterlife. I'm not going to put out any, any, you know. Great show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was watching the, the, the end of it and, and it, it just choked me up. And, but it was, I felt great. Yeah. Because I always had a lot of, like, I, sometimes I go seeking out those movies. Yeah book or whatever it is just so you can get it out of my system yeah 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 exactly like it's it's a it's that release is um is important like you know we've we've grew we grew up i think and i don't mean like we don't we're not fucking ancient but we we grew up at a point where it like we were lucky to have parents who were encouraging talk encouraging emotion encouraging kind of um hugs and kisses and all that stuff we were lucky yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but their parents didn't right so it's is it is amazing that it's it's a it whatever one person does doesn't mean that has to be the way for another 
Um, but with with kids now, they're so um, there's so much stuff out there for them to tap into their emotion, to tap into their thinking, to tap into the the kind of like the nearly nearly overdo it. Like where does the where is there a moment like you can get everything now, but where is the time where the, it's just about trying to evolve and figure it out for yourself and make the mistakes so that you can learn from the mistakes you know like is that still do you still see that happening with the kids like or i don't know what what the solution is but is it has it changed a little bit now do you think the kids are are, are more driven towards technology but and i think it's every parent's battle is to try and get that balance on technology um, and and getting them out into the real world. My big fear for for the kids is uh, is I don't think they will have friendships like we had friendships um, where, you know, you commit to a friendship with, you know, so you're my neighbor, you're my friend, we play football together, you know, we we cut our knees together, we knick-knack together, we do all of these types of things. Now it's uh, and you can't tell your mom this and you can't tell you know like you'd, you'd have all of those you'd have your falling out i'm not your friend anymore and off you pop and you'd build that friendship back up because you'd miss them but now it's it's kind of uh, they're up in the rooms and, and and they're logging into um party rooms on whatever the games they are so they, they have their conversations there and they don't get out of the house as much now we we're i suppose myself and brona are, are are trying to get a balance on that and we're trying this i heard it somewhere i'm not sure i heard it it's probably on, on on instagram or something like that um where um a girl had said when she was growing up her parents would say for every hour you read you can have an hour of tv time uh, and we're, we're just trying to get that that kind of for every hour they either do art or do something constructive or you know read a book they're gonna have and uh, gonna build up their bank of time for for yeah for so it's not an unlimited uh, time. Uh, there's a reward, you know. It's a, it's kind of like, yeah. There's, there's a, there's that balance in that you do something, you get yeah. rewarded, and that, uh, and not, not so much rewarded, but like it's kind of trying to keep their creative and mind flowing, uh, because yeah. It, listen, technology, it's evolving, it's going at a rapid a pace. Thing. We, we yeah. see, we see what's happening, and. The kids are going to evolve with it, so you can't stop it, right? So it's like, how do we embrace it, but not lose the roots and not lose the kind of the connection with the world and and kind of the the outside and the outdoors and stuff as well, or or your creative spirit. So, yeah, I'd say super tricky. I'd say super tricky, especially when it comes to the likes of bullying and stuff, because before when we were growing up, you bullied somebody and it was in the schoolyard, and that was it. We came home and we couldn't get bullied, or that person couldn't get bullied anymore. But now with technology. You come home and the bullying kicks off and online or in those groups where they find some way of um, making contact. That must be really tough now for kids. I say it now, luckily, like I suppose we're not at that point yet. I think that might be um, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. Like, none of, look, our kids aren't on social media and hopefully they won't be for, for a long time. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's but I think the big thing now, I think that there is an education piece there for for, for kids around bullying and, and how to manage that from an online perspective. Like, does it? I know there's a lot of work going into it, but um, mm. it's how the parents communicate that the the people that don't really understand the technology yeah. that they're on, you know. How yeah. do you, how do you 
How need do you to educate the parents as well? How, as yeah, that's that's the thing is like you're saying the kids aren't online, and obviously they're young. They're 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 at a point where they're still forming their minds and stuff, and and I get that. But when when does it become a point where it's like, okay, we we have to give into this, you know, like mm. before they rebel and do something else, you know, yeah. like how have you thought about that? <sighs> No, and, and, and you know what? It, like the big, like a sport again, like to rugby and, and GAA and and uh, outdoor, you know, pursuits, things that aren't happening within the house and, and trying to get that balance away from technology is something that we're working towards, you know, so fill their time with other things that are positive. And I think in a sporting environment, they still have that, there's no screen in front of them. They, you know, they're out in the cold, the rain, you know, whatever it may be, beside a swimming pool and, and, they're having those conversations. So we're trying to get those skills in. So we're, we're blessed uh, to have so, so many um, sporting facilities and clubs around where we are. Yeah. Very yeah. Blessed. And then like your mother-in-law as well, super artistic as well, oh, like an amazing, amazing, an amazing talent um, that they get yeah. to learn from firsthand, you know, like no, she's just, she's, a, she's an amazing woman. Yeah. She's doing so well. She's actually in Paris at the moment. Yeah. Is she? Yeah, like the, going from strength to strength. But I, I love that is that like she she went from one um, part of her career and then found that the, or re- realized the other part of the career and, and focused that and doubled down on that and, and is doing. She'd some... be a good one for you to chat to Brad. She found her passion and she followed it. And, and, there, and looked there you go. And when when did she find her passion? Do you think? Oh, well, I think when the kids uh, were, were brought to a certain level. I think when the kids got into secondary school, I think she she went back to our college and, and started, love that, love that, love that. It's never, woman. never yeah. too, never too late to learn. Never too late to 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 try something new. Um, let me let me ask you this. So we we may have touched on it a little bit earlier on, but just in terms of say values and affirmations and things you live by, um, I'm asking everybody who comes onto the pod. What do you have any? Um, and if if so, could you share them with us? Yeah, um, I suppose an affirmation for me when I go like for, I truly believe there's nothing I can't do, you know. And that's I would say that's there's nothing you can't do. There's, there there isn't a problem that can't be solved, you know. So that that would be something that would always be. I I, I don't really I don't see problems, and I know this is so cliche. I don't see problems. I see challenges, and and there's always and, and I'm very lucky. Uh, with, with my business partner uh, Luke and, and with my with my family and life and all that stuff, so I have a lot of really strong people and my friends and uh, to, to, to lean on. Again, it's from that 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 thing. I, I I'm not afraid to ask questions. I'm not afraid to start a conversation. Um, and you know, I suppose the values that I live by. Uh, I think we touched on them earlier on and they all link into where my affirmations are, are, are supported. Um, you know, it is it, the big thing. And, and I think Hannah touched on it as well is to be kind, you know, to be honest, uh, openness, to be genuine, empathy, respect, you know, to work hard to, 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 and also to work hard to get a balance, you know, especially when you've got young kids, it's, it's very difficult to find that balance. Uh, between wanting to make enough money to support your family and to see your family, you know, yeah. that's it, be with them. Because they value, like I've had a couple of times, and this is where I've had to check myself, where uh, like Alana w- would say something, like, like I've got so much money in my Revolut account because I've been looking for, you can have that, that, and you don't have to work today. 
you know, so, you know, she's giving me days off because she wants my time, you know, that kind of way. So it's just trying to, to remember that and, and to have that balance. They don't care how much money you earn, you know, they, obviously the lights have to be put on, the food has to be put on their table. They want you. You are the most valuable commodity to them and your love and understanding. Yeah. Yeah, your 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 time, isn't it? Isn't it like your 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 time is so precious, isn't it? And yeah. like you you you'd know that better than anybody with with uh, time catching up on your on your dad. And now it's it's making sure that you're making the most of your time with those that you love and those that are around you. And I think we could all learn from that because you know what? There's sometimes we take for granted that we have loads of time, and. Yeah that's not necessarily the case and it is tricky you can't like it not saying you can't but it's it's hard to 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 be um in that moment all the time but it is good to try and bring yourself back to thinking about it especially if something pisses you off or something is going wrong or if 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 things are tricky in work it's like okay hold on a second now am i some people are saving lives and, and I can appreciate what they're, they're, they're going through, but a lot of us aren't. And so it's like, okay, am I going to allow myself to guess, spend time being upset and stressed about this, or am I going to focus my time on things that are going to uplift me and help me reset and get myself, my balance, right. You know, definitely, definitely. I suppose for me, Brad, I, I, I suppose we've spoke about a lot of a lot of things there, and and, and I suppose on reflection, I, I think I've I've been very lucky. I mean, when you kind of look back at it, you know, and you can say like, I was very lucky. I had the mother I had and the three sisters I had. You know, the kind of way that, that I had that support network. Everybody doesn't have that, and and my mom was as strong as they come. She'd always be. She was a great woman for saying things. Uh, uh, that kind of resonated with you. You had to go away and think about them, you know, that kind of way. And, and yeah, uh, she'd always be throwing little little nuggets out there. You oh, know, she, she's always keeping me on my toes whenever I meet oh, her. Stop here, so. everybody. She 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 <clears throat> shoots from the hip. She's the one that shoots from the hip. But you know, feel the fear, do it anyway. You know, life is expectations and disappointments. Once you get that, you're absolutely laughing. <laughs> so, you know, so it's it, she, so true, she, isn't it? So yeah, true. yeah. She, our, so just, it's just kind of, it's funny. It's just the things are coming into my head, Brad. Just as, 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 as and that's that's the beauty about it, because like we we have spoken for years, we've known each other for years and years and years. Um, I was lucky to be groomsman at your wedding. Um, and like we have, we we would always have conversations about different things, like like this in a way. Um, but it's never been one the same. Like every time we learn something new, every time we hear something a little bit different, a little bit kind of um, changes a certain perspective or kind of, geez, I didn't know about that about you. And, and I think that's the beauty about it because you're, you're always learning about those who are in your life and, and those who you care about. So, um, yeah, no, it's class. I, I think what's, what's great here for me is this is great for people listening it's not it's like it's not a self-indulgence but it's it's a a reality check to go we're all very very similar we're all trying to figure things out we're all giving it our best shot <clears throat> but having good kind of grounded values and having a good appreciation of what's important and sometimes you chase for the stars and you're trying to chase success and chase money and do all this stuff and then before you know it you've missed out on so many different opportunities along the way and things that you can't get back so 
while we keep chasing, we keep chasing in the mindset that we are living in the moments and as much as we can. And we are trying to, to enjoy the people that we love as much as, as much as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, tell me this. So can you think of a book or something you've seen in the, in recently that you would recommend to others to consider and, and maybe explain why? The, it's kind of gas. There's a few things, uh, you know, for me, when you say book, uh, I, I, I'm a real, I'm an autobiography man. I, I, I prefer reading about real people and, and, you know, what makes them tick, I suppose, and where their, where their story comes from and, and, and why they are the way they are. And, and I suppose Richard Branson's book, You Can't Go Wrong, and it's not just about, uh, uh, he had his challenges with dyslexia and, you know, the way his mother was his leading light and put him through challenges and, and his his charisma uh, and his drive got him to where he was. And then there's Billy Connolly and, you know, to, like, what a man, what an unbelievable human being after having such a hard start to his life uh, was able to find the funny things in life, you know, and sometimes, you know, in the darkness, there, there's some light, not all the time, but some, you can see some shards and, and you can share that, that, that with other people and, and, and it lifts them up and he's just an unbelievable human being and, and you know, there's a lot of those books that I, I'd read uh, of, of people uh, from a comedic background and, and, and you know, self-starters. And then yeah, you couldn't um, um, not mention, like there's obviously, uh, you've heard of uh, 14 Peaks, have you Have you seen that on, on Netflix? No. It's a fella called, uh, it's, if I probably say this wrong, it's uh, Nirmal uh, Purja. Um, he, he, he climbed the 14 highest peaks in, in seven months. Um, he did the three peaks in Everest in 48 hours. Uh, like he's just wow. a machine, and, and and I think his, his project in, uh, nothing is impossible. You know, um, he's he's an absolute inspiration. But just to see that, and you'll see within him, it's not about him; it's about the team. You know, I am, he's he's like I'm not alone. I can't do this on my own. Yeah. Um, you know, he includes everybody, and I yeah. think it's a lot to be learned from that. Uh, and uh, there's a, another, you know, a podcast as, as well as, as yours that I'm listening to, and it, it's it's people, you know, it's very similar to what makes you tick. It's the high performance podcast as well as is is really good for nuggets. Uh, yeah, so the three, super. Three things, but... This is it's a super podcast as well. But yeah, you can get definitely get <clears throat> the human aspect of these high achievers coming through and um, challenges, but. It is. It is great. I think. I think to to that point as well. Like you touched on it, is that having a really good team around you, and knowing that the, everybody has a role to play at different stages of, of life, no matter what challenges you're facing. Um, it's 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 great to to be able to be privileged enough to have reliable people around you when you need you when you need them. Um, so Logie, listen. I always do this now at the end, and it's like the mic is yours. So I'd love you to kind of maybe. Um, let people know what's going on, what the future holds potentially with the business, with with your entrepreneur uh, mindset, or or even where they can potentially get in touch to if they wanted to reach out and just learn a little bit more about how you approach things and and what you're doing in life. What a, that's a big question, Brad. Uh, but no, look, look, I'm obviously. Uh, 
we've lots of plans. Myself and Luke have lots of plans. I think most importantly is is in anything, as we said, it's team. Look, taxi fare wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for, for Luke and, and, and the team that we have horrendous and the, the carriers that we have supporting us and all that kind of stuff. But um, I don't know if I have a, a different way of doing things apart from the way I do. But if anybody has any questions or, or, or would like to talk to me about anything, I love conversations. So if you just want to have a chat. Uh, but I, one thing uh, that, that's been kind of uh, on my mind is, is, is I suppose, uh, the likes of Pieta House and, and, and stuff like that. And, and what we're doing right now is the conversation. One thing I'd like to say is just to everybody is to just keep talking. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and really and truly, a, a problem. Uh, you know, uh, if we share a problem, it's it's a problem halved. You know, so it's I and mean, even if it's just to hear yourself uh, to say aloud what your problem is, it's the beginning of, of your healing. And, and you know, you have people, there's people around you that love you and support you. That's something that's kind of uh, that's that's strong within me at the moment. You know, I just well said. Yeah, well, well, well said, Logie. I think. Um, yeah, what what hopefully this conversation will will kind of showcase is that, like we're 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 two stereotypical males, I'm sure, but like we we all we 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 delve a little bit deeper, we delve a little bit into the into the uncomfortable sometimes, and we ask tricky questions of each other, and um and in those questions we kind of understand a little bit more, and we we kind of, I suppose we're 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 always there to help one another, and that's one thing I would say to you is that. You've been a super friend and super helpful to me over the last number of years. You've been a, a, a fantastic rock when I needed you. Um, and I look forward to us having another conversation on what makes you tick as we evolve and as we grow. And the more people hopefully start listening and sharing that um, um, they'll appreciate that this 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 is kind of like an avenue for for everybody to to just take nuggets of information and apply it to their own lives. So thanks, pal. Appreciate you being on board. Thanks for being a friend, pal. My pleasure, man. All right, we'll leave it there and I'll leave all the information into the show notes. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode and uh, Garrett Logan, a.k.a. Logie, thank you, buddy, for uh, for taking the time to be with me today. You're welcome. Thanks, Garrett.